Welcome to the Dermastore Podcast. A chat about all things skincare, skin health. And if you're a real skin nerd, we, we hope, hope you'll, you'll join, join the conversation. conversation. Welcome to the 19th episode of the Dermastore Podcast. Hey, Laura, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Greg. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. What did you use this morning? I had a basic regime. I used posh wash. I used retinol last night, so I just wanted to be kind to my skin. And then I used the Photo Age Ampule from Marty Derm. It's my go-to. It's my all-in-one. I just feel very confident when I use that ampule. I layered with Huxley Glow Awakening. You know, I've actually had an interesting journey with moisturizers this year. I think we have had a lot of testing products, but I still really haven't found my go-to moisturizer. And I've done a full circle and really just, I can't live with without a Huxley moisturizer in my routine. It's just between anti-gravity and glow awakening. 100%. It's a staple for me. I'm so happy that I'm back there. But so There's also just so much in those products. If you think about their barrier repairing, their brightening, there's so much packed into that moisturizer. And I think for the price that you actually get it at, it's, it's a no-brainer. It, it is. And I'm so thrilled to be back on that. And then I actually tested a sunscreen from France. It's not really a sunscreen that's suitable for my skin or skin needs, but very good for us to test. And I think it's a winner if we get to list this product. What did you use this morning? I also used a bit of a mixed bag. I was testing a lot at the moment, but I started off with cleansing with Huxley Deep Cleansing Foam, which is an old favorite by the way they've bumped up the volume of that product so it's no longer 100 gram it's now 150 and they haven't changed the price and also <laughs> what they've done is they've also increased the size of stay safe sun cream which i always thought was on the smaller side it was 30 grams and now it's 50 so awesome that no, is brilliant no price change so as well happy. and then i'm also testing a new moisturizer very exciting from butte it hasn't been released yet but it probably will be early next year so i used that and it was fantastic and then I'm also testing a new sunscreen range from Australia. We've seen it. I think mm. you've tried it. I have. And I really, really liked it. I, know. I, I think they're onto something. So we'll see about that. To start off today's episode, we're going to be talking about controlling inflammation. It's really just a topic that we think hasn't really had a lot of airtime. What are the causes, the triggers? Going into summer, we know that our skin can maybe get a little bit more inflamed and there are all sorts of skin conditions associated with inflammation as the root cause. So joining us again in the podcast studio is Dr. Webster. How are you doing today, Dr. Webster? No, I'm well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. I mean, so many skin conditions are linked to this. What are the kind of main concerns that are associated with with inflammation. There's the whole group of inflammatory skin disorders and they go from psoriasis, acne, rosacea, eczema. So there's a whole whole group of them that have inflammation. Some of these are just involved inflammation of the skin, but for instance psoriasis is actually not just a skin disease, it's a systemic disease. So psoriasis can affect your joints and it can affect your liver and the chronic inflammation in your body is harmful. So a lot of people think it's just a skin disease, but it's actually it's inflammation in your whole body, which is harmful in the long term. One of the first things I ever learned was how to identify inflammation. And you've just mentioned arthritis. So the itis is something where there's inflammation. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Like dermatitis. Yeah, so it's itis. So it's, it's, it's usually redness and maybe uh, pain, sometimes scaling of the skin. So it's, it's an inflamed skin. Okay. Yeah. And that's how you can recognize that's it with the itis. Okay, itis, cool. Yeah. 
And what are the trigger factors? Is this genetic? So you talked about psoriasis. Is psoriasis a genetic condition? Yes, it, okay. is, it is a genetic condition. About 2% of the world's population have it, and it is often inherited. So there's genetic factors plus environmental factors. Like the sun can cause inflammation, infections, bacteria. But sometimes it's autoimmune. Sometimes your own body turns against you and fights your skin. Actually, one of the things that sparked this podcast topic was we've always spoken about it in terms of sun and sun protection. And I experienced polymorphous light eruption the other day. And that was my first interaction with the summer sun. And I got itchy, blistering, red little bumps actually on my chest and that was a form of inflammation that is it is yeah. yeah so it often comes out in spring it's very common in europe it's less common in south africa because we don't have so many definite seasons but it's the sun that triggers this inflammatory response it's often the the first exposure to the sun in the springtime it's in the garden and acne is obviously a big big inflammatory condition and that's a combination of genetics and external factors it's a genetic factor you get seborrhea some people just have a more oily skin mm. You get alteration of the top layer of your skin, so you get the top layer of your skin becomes more sticky, so you get blockage of the pilus sebaceous units, and then in that pilus sebaceous is bacteria. You get overgrowth of the bacteria, and that causes that inflammatory response. Because your body's trying to fight the bacteria and the infection. Well, the bacteria is just in this like closed environment. It's got nowhere to go, Mm -hmm. and it just you get overgrowth of the bacteria, and that and that causes the inflammatory acne which is the red papules and the pustules. And then that can go further onto nodular cystic acne with scarring, etc. And some other conditions that are not genetically inflammatory but are caused by inflammation. So, for example, hyperpigmentation and aging is now a new one, the inflammaging. Mm. So these two conditions are caused by inflammatory responses in the skin exactly so so a lot of people think for instance melasma which is more hormonal pigmentation is just it's not an inflammatory process but in fact it is an inflammatory process Mm. and then you get post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation so the people with a darker phototype any inflammation of the skin can leave pigmentation afterwards which is often very debilitating something very simple to hold on to or tangible to understand is air fryers are these amazing devices that cause burns (laughs) when used incorrectly and sounds like you have experience oh yes and my burns are leaving post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation yes so So even the people with slightly fairer skin it can happen Mm. so that's the important thing if you get a burn from whatever reason Put on an antibiotic ointment, but the mistake often people make is once the the wound is healed, you must put a sunscreen on. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to be a brown mark. I've got that as well from riding my bike. Like a pedal tore up half my shin about a year ago, and I've still got PIH there because you don't tend to apply enough sunscreen on your leg. You're always thinking about your face, and I do apply, but often you get dusty, dirty, or sweat. I think um, the shin area also heals really badly. It does, hey? Yeah. I, I swear I've got I'm scars from my youth still. Sure you <laughs> um, but I always, um, to also try link to pigmentation or redness, I always say wherever there's redness, there will be pigmentation. Yes, exactly. And of course, on a darker skin tone, it is slightly more difficult to see redness. And so one of the things that we've identified is wherever there's heat, 
associated yes. on the skin, there is likelihood of hyperpigmentation developing there. Yes. So often people with a darker skin tone, they might have, like for instance, mild acne, but what is debilitating is the marks that are left behind. Mm-hmm. So they might have a milder form of acne, but the pigmentation, the post-inflammatory pigmentation is very debilitating. And that's why people with a darker skin tone with acne are tend to treat a bit more aggressively because you don't want them to be left with those brown marks. So something for you, Greg, your favorite topic is how do we treat this inflammation in the skin? And I think something, you know, a lot of these conditions we've spoken about are acne, hyperpigmentation, aging. They're quite severe. So we always tend to be aggressive in terms of our actives we choose. But you've got to keep in mind the inflammatory process. So we have to also include ingredients that are very calming and soothing and there's a lot of ingredients in this area i think and most of the more sophisticated modern formulations are using these ingredients so you'll see brands using panthenol allantoin centella algiatica combined with retinols with aha so it's to kind of circumvent the sort of aggressors so to speak so it's offering a 360 approach just going back to inflammation it's sort of the root of all evil when it comes to health really our lives are spent actually trying to control inflammation how important is diet say the gut skin health access i think we've touched on this before anti-inflammatory foods antioxidants obviously a healthy lifestyle and there's been quite a lot of research with rosacea the whole your gut microbiome there's been research with that but i think it's your whole lifestyle and also things like pollution Mm -hmm. if you're living in a polluted environment but obviously if you smoke drink excessively yeah excess all those things can produce inflammation in your body that's exactly the process laura you touched on inflammaging and antioxidants you know and that's where vitamin c every morning is basically reducing the free radical damage which causes inflammation in the skin and then accelerates aging you know you can't just look at a product anymore and think of it as one dimension There's so many different ingredients and the way it's formulated to be able to tackle so many different types of actions that are happening on the skin. So Another important point, in terms of ingredients, we've touched on some of them, like Centella Asiatica. It's quite hard, I find, when because obviously we retail a broad variety of products. It's quite hard to convince people to use skincare that's preventative. We know antioxidants do that, but I'm just thinking of a product like Modiderm Seekavent for PIH. You don't see the immediate result of that product, but it's actually working. It's doing things behind the scenes, preventing inflammation, so you don't get the responses like pigmentation. But it's hard to see the result. And the same with Phyto A. You know, people often say, but I'm not seeing the dark marks reduce. Well, you're preventing it from happening. Yeah, and worsening. And worsening. It's not going to, like, correct the damage, but it's going to slow down the potential effect of it happening. I always love telling the story about CE Ferulic from SkinCeuticals as an example because it is a true investment for the skin. And I always say, okay, it's well formulated, so there is a little bit of instant gratification. But the result of CE Ferulic or using a vitamin C antioxidant in the morning, it's not like a spot cream for an acne lesion. You're going to see the result of your investment 10 years later. Exactly. Because you've done the prevention and you've done the hard work. So that's why I'm actually 70 years old. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. And it's quite hard to get this point across to people, like to use preventative care. Mm. 
antioxidants, soothing ingredients, because oftentimes the damage has been done and now you're trying to correct the damage. Mm. But if you can prevent it from happening in the first place, that's the best place to be. It's actually, I made posed the question when we were in Spain to the formulators for Sick Event is, can we use it while on Raakitan? You do scar even on Raakitan, unfortunately. Sure. So it's got such soothing, calming, hydrating ingredients. Can it be used as an adjunctive therapy? And there was no reason why you couldn't actually use yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can't see a reason. And that's why often people on isotretinoin, I warn them when they, their skins are healing, when the acne is healing, they get left with little pink marks. Mm -hmm. But they must use that sunscreen religiously because on isotretinoin you are more photosensitive. Mm. And I warn them that pink mark will go brown if you don't use the proper sunscreen. Wherever there's redness, there's it's brown. So that's the, the redness is the inflammation yep. and the brown is the pigmentation. Yep. And I said that's often what is more disfiguring is the brown mark. Mm. And it's something that we've said in our pigmentation podcast where unfortunately the skin never stops. It never pauses, you know. So... You have to treat the skin 24 hours. So that's why an AM and a PM routine is actually critical to help the skin during the day against the aggressors and then at night to heal and recoup. Yeah, and just being consistent with your care. You know, wear your sunscreen, use your barrier repair creams. You've got to build that barrier up so that it is not exposed to these aggressors. I want to just touch on some prescription treatments or, or inflammation. Okay, just a little anecdote because you, you're talking about nighttime treatments. So rosacea, it's a common inflammatory skin condition. And one of the theories is that we all carry a demodex mite in our pile of sebaceous units. And this mite comes out at nighttime mm -hmm. and it actually walks across our skin. Galderma has now produced the ivermectin mm -hmm. cream and ivermectin kills off that mite. But it's got to be used at night. Mm -hmm. So you want to wait for that mite to come out and sort of walk across your skin. And Fascinating. Then you, <laughs> and then you slap it with ivermectin cream. <laughs> okay, but you said we all have it. We all carry that mite. But we don't all need ivermectin no, cream. No, no, no. So people with rosacea, rosacea. just have more okay, of that mite. Okay, they have more mites. But no. we're not sure it's a chicken or egg. But the fact is... Ivermectin cream kills off the mite, but it's also got anti-inflammatory properties. I've seen a lot of dermatologists talking about yeah. this cream, and it's well recommended. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's a prescription. It's a prescription. And then often we do use the corticosteroid creams, especially mm -hmm. for atopic dermatitis. You want to break the scratch, each scratch cycle. And then we also use calcium neuron inhibitors, which is non-cortisone products, especially for atopic dermatitis on the face. It's a fantastic product. Because cortisone creams, you don't want to use around the eyes. We don't use cortisone creams for any length of time. Mm -hmm. We tend to use it for short periods of time to break the scratch edge scratch cycle. Laura, what are your favorite products on Dermastore for controlling inflammation? What are we recommending? I think something that I loved doing this research was that an inflamed skin is a hot skin. Mm. So I've always loved, I think because I was part of the launch, is the SkinCeuticals Phytocorrective Mask. 100%. That's instant cooling on the skin. And then it's for rosacea. It's one of our new launches is the Martyderm Rosa Repair SPF 30. It's, for me, so soothing, cooling, and again, it's that sunscreen protection. Yes, it's a 30, but if you are using it daily and reapplying with an additional sunscreen, which I use a mineral brush for, then you, you're completely covered. But I love that Rosa Repair. What's your favorites, Greg? Well, I love the thermal spring waters from the La Roche and Aven. The IS Clinical Pro Heal Serum, we've been getting good feedback from rosacea patients on that. It's a vitamin C that they can actually use. 
comfortably. So that's a great one. Fieve. I love Fieve. Fieve <laughs> Hypo Hydro Cream and Serum. Why do you say it like that, Greg? Because I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, Fieve's unfortunately discontinuing their skincare line other than the Hyper Hydro Cream and Serum. It's a very, very sad day because yeah, I consider their, their moisturizers and serum probably one of the best that I've ever used. It's out of our control. There's a big move towards color skincare and Fieve is kind of leading the charge on that in Korea, I believe. I'm going to go there next year and check it out so that hyper hydro range is fantastic mm. as well it's super lightweight it's got the soothing ingredients cooling ingredients exactly it's actually the perfect skincare range for our acne patients because they're so scared to put anything on their skin because it's almost a myth that or misconception that it's going to block or clog their pores but this inflammatory skin condition that does yes have a little bit more oil on it does still need a hydrating, lightweight moisturizer that cools and soothes that inflammatory skin. So I'm very pleased and chuffed to know that that's not being discontinued. Yeah. Um, Ian, what are your favorite anti-inflammatory go-tos? Well, I say I more, more in my practice is using the prescription ones. Okay. You know? so yeah. For the eczemas, it's the topical corticosteroids mm-hmm. and the calcium neuron inhibitors. And for rosacea, often where you do have to have prescription one is oral tetracyclines. Mm-hmm. For rosacea, and then this topical ivermectin cream has been a game changer. It's working much better. In the past, we've used metronidazole gel, but the ivermectin cream is working better. And you've reiterated a few times that how important sunscreen is. Anyway, I think that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much again for joining us, Dr. Webster. Take care out there. Inflammation is an important one. Don't forget about it. Use preventative care, and we'll catch you next time. Don't forget to subscribe if you're keen to learn more about what we have to say. We would also really love your thoughts, ideas, and any questions you have for future episodes. You can email us on pod at dermastore.co.za.